sparring hurt. So I've had my nose broke a few times. The first time I got it broke in sparring, it's smacked me straight down pipe, bust it everywhere. That was sweet. I, I won that spar. Two days later, I've come and I'm sparring another kid. Do you don't spar two days after you've had your nose broke. What's going down, people? We're back in the studio. I always like being in the studio. But uh, as always, got to remind you, we're on Spotify and all the other streaming services. All the podcasts are on there. You don't have to just watch it on YouTube. You can just listen to it if you want. Give it five stars and all that shite. You know the score. And uh, if you want any body merch, Apex, get over to the website. It's all on there. Today, I've got my man in from Leeds. And... Uh, Introduce yourself, brother. Yes, but uh, Tom's an Eddie. You know, <laughs> don't need to shake. We know each other, lad. You don't need to shake your hand, you mad bastard. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'll put on spot then. I didn't know what to say. No. How are you? I'm good, lad. I'm good. What's been going down, lad? Just mental, bro. Sorry, I was a bit late today, bro. I was fired straight down from Leeds to get here, didn't I? It's all good, lad. I understand it when uh, when I've got like a pop star or a DJ in, lads. You're going to be late, <laughs> yeah, aren't you? Star, you know? you're, a, you're a busy yeah, eye, yeah, lad. Rockstar business, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's proper that. Nah, mate, you're sick, you know. I've just seen how you introduced the uh, podcast and all that. Literally, man, I'm many talents, bro. You're like a fighter and you're a full TV presenter as well, bro. <laughs> I am, now, lad, I am. So I'm a proper Dale Winton. <laughs> yeah. I've had to, lad. I've had to get good at it, know what yeah, I mean? You are, bro. You're really good but, at it. As I say, lad, when I when I get a guest on, lad, I always go back from the start. So, yeah. how did you get into music as a kid? Obviously, we all love music, lad, but was yeah. that your passion when you were younger? So, my dad was like a DJ in the 90s. Um, so, I, he used to play at all clubs in Leeds and stuff like that. Um, so, he used to show me like my first like house music, first baseline music back in there. Baseline is, you're familiar with baseline? Yeah. Well, well, like, I think it kind of originated from like Sheffield and Leeds kind of ways. Well, to be honest, lad, Everyone else mightn't, so you probably best explain yeah, ba- baseline. Baseline, baseline is just like four by four drum. It's just like just house music with a big like whomping boom boom bassline on it. Yeah. I can't really. But anyway, but yeah, my dad used to play that, and he showed me my first type of um, um, that kind of house music. So, um, and I used to write. I used to write rhymes. I used to write poems when I was a kid. Like uh, when I was like a, a little kid and um, one time at school, uh, the teacher read this poem out that I'd done and they asked me to do it in uh, middle of assembly. So like, you know, in front of assembly. So I've done this and it was like a dinosaur rap or something. Like, <laughs> something, like <laughs> something about as cheesy as the ones that I'm putting out today. But I, um, when I was listening to this house music um, and then I was going to my pal's gaffs, like just, you know, when we were younger, just like, oh, in his, in his gaff, smoking weed. And yeah. like, what can I say on here? I can say, say whatever you want. Oh, is it? Yeah, like, we do what you know, we want. Do <laughs> uh, and we have music on and having a little party in his gaff and he should just start rhyming over it. It just, just like come naturally. So, and then it, I kind of started uh, emceeing at my friend's houses and then started getting a bit of a name for myself around my area. And then um, I put, I made like a CD uh, years and years ago, like 15. Uh, my mum uh, gave me money to go make this uh, CD to go to the studio. And uh, yeah, I, I ended up making five CDs. I give one to my mum, one to my dad. Um, and one, kept on myself and then give one to my pal. And my pal started selling them at school, you know, like shotting them, like copying yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, copying them, them being but them. I, I didn't even know. And then there used to be like, um, like a, uh, in, in the in the markets in Leeds, the markets, all there used to be a stall that used to sell all the um, music that you couldn't get in HMV at the time. You, and all the music that you get from DJs um, playing it live in like the best clubs and stuff yeah. like um And my stall, my CD ended, ended up on that stall. And we used to go every Sunday to buy CDs and listen to what the DJs were playing. And uh, one day I've gone up and I didn't even know that the CD were getting about. And this guy went, oh, Tom's in it. And he went, oh, he went, oh your CD's like a best-selling CD on this song. I'm like, I didn't even know. And then it started, then Bluetooth, it all going on Bluetooth. And then How old was you then? Then it? when you first realised that your CD was getting spun about and people were making dough using your yeah, voice. Yeah, so about 15. Fifth, that about young, 15, yeah. That's when I made my, my first CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then like, obviously it would just, and then it would just literally like, without exaggerating, it was just everywhere, everywhere when I heard it playing out of ca- um, people's cars, I heard it on the bus, on people's phones. It was just constant everywhere. And then, um, yeah, when I was about 17, um, I was working on a building site when I was six, 16, 17 and a, a, a pal of mine called Christian, still a good friend of mine now, he rang me and said, oh, your music's banging. Have you ever thought about throwing a party? So like, I didn't really think out of it. I was just putting music on YouTube and just, I didn't, wasn't making any money at that point with what I'd done. 
And the guy said, we'll put a party on. So I said, all right, why not? So we've put this party on uh, this place in Leeds. But it like sold out like insane, sold out that mad that um, the police came and shut it down that night. <laughs> so, because everyone were coming to this party. So I'm like, you know, but it got shut down. So obviously we were gutted and blah, blah, blah. Went through. Were you still 17 here, by the way, as well? I was 17. <laughs> so then um, I decided we got, we managed to get a club called Fudge in Leeds years ago when I was 17. And uh, the only night they had available was a Thursday night. So we said, it, we'll put a party on called Funky Bass, which was Funky House and Bassline Music mixed together. Yeah. Funky Bass at Fudge every Thursday. And uh, again, completely just sold out, went mental. I was only 17, I wasn't even old enough to get in the club, but it was selling out. So then we realised we could, we had, you know, a bit of a following uh, in Leeds and we could throw parties and it just went from there. I started throwing parties and making more music and then it just kind of went from there. So even from a young age, did you think that this was going to be your, for saying that, you were on a building site at 16, did you ever imagine that it'd end up getting Mate, like this? I had my son when I was 16, didn't I? You met Deacon, you yeah. know, they, I didn't ever think anything would get like this. I come from the same place as you. I came from a council estate. I had my mum and three kids. Uh, my mum, my brother and my sister. Uh, my mum only had, were living on what she could afford every week, you know, with regards to benefits and that. So, like, we didn't grow up privileged whatsoever, you know. I come from quite a rough estate, so I can, you know, I was doing, I was getting nicked all the time when I was a kid. I got kicked out of school when I was 15. Um, so I, I would just work, like, when I found out Deacon were going to be born, um, when I was a young age, I used to like um, I used to hang around with a lot of older kids. Yeah, you know, who all had uh, chains and and money and clothes and stuff like that. So I I ended up getting in with all these lot, and um, I were doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. Do you know what I mean? I'm making yeah. quite a lot of money uh, for ver at an early age, and then uh, yeah, I was just doing. I don't know what I can say and what I can't say on here, but I was doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing and getting involved in a lot of stuff. I was getting arrested all the time, and um, it come to a point where like. Uh, I got nicked in the back of a stolen car um, and put in um, a serious um, frame for like a serious armed robbery. But I, um, and that kind of changed everything. Then I found out Deacon was going to be born and that was it. I, uh, I cut everything off, stopped doing anything. I had to lend money off my mum to make my first CD and I just started working every day. Mate. I was doing, I was a, I was a butcher putting pork in pies, <laughs> working on, I was a roofer, a scaffolder, a bricklayer, working in telecoms stuff. I was just doing any job I could get. I was working in a warehouse at one point from six o'clock in six six o'clock in morning to six o'clock at night, putting you know big wooden pallets, big wooden pallets, just getting one of them, putting it on a pile, hammering a nail and put it on another pile, my wanking arm were bigger than this car. <laughs> it was horrible, mate. So I was just doing whatever I could. So to answer your question, no, I never thought that doing what I just enjoyed doing as a side, just them seeing at my friends' parties and and putting a CD out, I didn't think it was gonna do what it did. And, you know, obviously it did, but I had to work at it, mate. You know, like um, even this party I told you I launched on a Thursday night. On a Thursday night was a dead night in Leeds at that time. So um, we used to go outside the student parties. I was just about to say, it's known as student night now, well, a Thursday it, night student it night. It was only students. So we used to go outside the nightclubs and it's called exit flyering. I used to get a load of promo flyers and CDs printed off. And at six o'clock in the morning, while they were coming out of the student nights, I'd be stood outside giving out CDs saying, come to my party next Thursday, come to my party next Thursday. And so many people have still got these CDs. Like I still get screenshots and stuff like that from, from that saying, you know, some people online will say, oh, Tom, you were born into money and that. And I, I've still got these screenshots because I can, I can show people and say, oh, well, I used to graft, you know what I mean? I still graft my books off me, yeah. do you know what I mean? I graft every day and every night. So, yet, you know, I never thought it'd be like this and we've not stopped yet, bro. I'm just, I'm trying to be like you, bro. I'm trying to be a superstar, do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I'm just working, mate. You're already the R-lad, what are you on about? It's hard to be a superstar. <laughs> so, what would you say they changed your life? Because obviously you mentioned Deacon. Do you reckon, Deacon changed your life or music or both? Oh, mate, without a doubt, Deacon changed my life completely. Like I said, before Deacon, uh, I was a, I was a little boy, mate. I, would, I was selling drugs, I was stealing cars, I was doing anything I could, like, just to make money to show off to my mates that I didn't yeah. even need, really, do you know what I mean? And I was making a lot of money at that time. Um, I won't go into detail, but for my age, I was with a lot of older kids, like I said, and um, I was getting into a lot of risky business, like... Um, so when I found out Deacon were going to be born and I'd been kicked out of school, I didn't have no qualifications because I didn't do my uh, GCSEs and, GCSEs that. and yeah. all that. So I didn't have calls. So I was like, my head had gone. So then I just said, you know what it is? I, I, there's no way I can get arrested again. For this last thing that I got um, arrested for before, um, that that changed the way I think. I said, there's no way I'm going in a cell again and getting put 
in for what I was meant to have done, the armed robbery yeah. thing. So it was very serious. And then when I found out Deacon were going to be born after being kicked out of school and all that, I thought, Do you know what it is? I'm just going to start working. And I just, I used to walk up and down Wood Lane in Rothwell where I lived and just knock on warehouse stores and just say, have you got a job? And I tried to get a forklift license. That didn't work. I think I reversed fork, forklift into another one and all that. <laughs> Mate, I just tried my best to do anything I could. And... It would even have put me on that straight and narrow, mate, because I didn't want to have a kid. I'll be completely honest. At that age, you know, obviously my son will be watching this and he knows he's my old, old life, bro. You know, he's yeah, my old life, bro. Lad. But at that time, at 16, I didn't I, I didn't know, I didn't have anything to offer a kid. I'd, I'll be honest, I couldn't imagine having a child at 16, bro. me, lad. I'm 27 yeah. now, lad, and I'm still thinking yeah. about waiting two or three years yeah. to have a kid. Nine, you definitely should, bro. Like, obviously, you know, the day that Deacon was born, completely changed my life. He's lived with me all his life. It's been me and him. He's, you know, I've got full custody custody of him. He's been with me all his life and it changed my life completely. But, um, you know, I'd say to anyone now, even now I say to Deacon, Deacon's 16 now. Deacon's the same age I was when- When you had him. I had him. And, but it's completely different to me, thank God. Like I was a little bastard, but I just say to him every day, I say, look, just put a- not on it, mate. If you're gonna do all, <laughs> put some money because. But he, 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 I, there's no way you're gonna make me a granddad at this age. Yeah. I've done the dad thing. Imagine that. Means. Imagine yeah. my man's a granddad uh, at like 32, 33. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. No, it's mental, bro. But you are the youngest granddad ever. But that's that's it. That's it's real life, though, isn't it? Like yeah. I didn't expect to have a kid when I was sixteen. I would. I was a kid myself. I had to become a man before all my. Friends did. Lad, I didn't so. become a man till about two or three years ago, lad. <laughs> 24, 25, seriously, lad. Mate, that's what and happened. that's just being thrust upon you when you yeah. were 16, yeah, lad. Yeah. You had to become a man for your son. I feel like what you're saying there, like in your 20s, like, you know, other people who are just like, like who, who haven't got kids in the 20s, that you're still kind of a kid then. Yeah, you you're are. still finding your way. You still don't know who you are or what Definitely. you want to be. You're still, you're not, you're not, you're still. Lad, so... I was a proper immature knobhead about three years ago, lad. <laughs> I seen you dancing naked on that beach earlier, <laughs> <Sick, that, laughs> yeah. was proper, lad, That wouldn't have surprised anyone <laughs> if that was me in 2015. Yeah, seriously. That wouldn't have surprised yeah. anyone, yeah. lad, if that was me in 2015, <laughs> lad. But there you go, look how, you know, like you, you, you found your feet and look at you now bro you know what I mean fighting in Vegas in December mate it's if you put your head down and you focus and you just say right this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to get it then you can gonna get there bro and you are living proof of it in you ways are I'm living proof of it you so know? as we say that like when did you actually decide that with music this is got what I'm going to do this is going to be my life because it gets to that point on it where you're doing everyone does it lad I was doing it I was doing MMA and I was doing all of the stupid at the same time and then I just realised I got to a certain point where I can't do all this. I've got to have one goal, one focus, and it's the fight. Definitely. You know what yeah. I mean? You had that with music. How old do you think you was when you like realised that? Um, so, like again, like I said, so we started throwing parties. Excuse me. And I, and I realised I could make money from throwing parties. And I didn't... I used to make, a lot of, make music all the time. And like I said, they were going big up north. And even all over the country, I was getting, you know... People telling me everywhere they were listening to the music. And then I started throwing parties abroad and throwing, I was doing like eight events a weekend, all my parties. I got a nightclub when I was 21. Um, and I didn't actually get any music signed to a label until I was like 24, 25. So um, I didn't think I could make money from music. Um, really, I was making it from the parties that I was working at and, and yeah. putting together. And, you know, so, but I realized, you know, I suppose, I, when did I realise I could make money from music? It was just f***ing So what, what was then? It was a side thing for me. I was just grafting, I was working in whatever I was doing and yeah. I'd done it as a hobby. Even now, like, music ain't my main thing. It's just something I do. As a, I'll put a song out every now and again just to see if it goes and if it goes and people enjoy it, then they enjoy it. If they don't and I get called a then f*** it is what it is. I'm not ass. I've got um, other different streams that I'm working at and that I'm doing. I, I just enjoy doing what I'm doing. It's something that I enjoy and still it's a shame that these days like everything gets so judged you know because of social yeah. media like back in the day I'd make a song put it on MySpace I wouldn't even look at it again people would love it and be buzzing off it and get plays and then I wouldn't even be asked. you won't get all these comments saying this and oh you should do it that and I, I just do what I want to do do you know what I mean yeah. I'm not asked, bro that's the best way to be lad trust me yeah you know what I'm saying there's no point following trends and no. and I think the only way you're going to enjoy um, certain things and, and life and what you're doing and, and life yeah, as a general is by just doing what you want to do and being, yeah, and being yourself. Is. Do you know what I mean? So what the way you said there though, you were like you started doing it like seventeen properly, and then you never had got signed to like a label or not until you were twenty four. 
Like, what were them first seven years like though? Because like, obviously you were still releasing songs and doing stuff like that, but oh. were you just mainly hosting? Them first seven years, mate, was just... When you say rock, rock star, bro, it's just... <laughs> but at the same time, I still had my son, you yeah. know? So, like, I were partying on... Throwing parties Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then... Um, you know, a lot of things, when I was younger, a lot of things happened. Um, you know, like I, my, my girlfriend, when I was uh, 21, she passed away. I don't know if you know about that. And I, I, it's been spoke about on certain things. And so when I first got my nightclub when I was 21, um, I'd been working towards it with Lizzie, the girl I was, you know, my girlfriend at that time. But that weekend that I was launching my first nightclub, she passed away. So... Um, and she were like Deacon's, she were like Deacon's mum at the time. She, I met her when I was 18, just had Deacon. She yeah. stuck around with us for a few years and she was with me all the time. I moved her into my house after two weeks of meeting her. Do you know what I mean? She was, so then when, when she passed away, the night I was opening the nightclub, um, she was in the, uh, the, um, what do you call it now? My mind's gone blank. She was in the, the chapel of rest around yeah. the corner. So I'm sat there and my mum's saying, oh, just go and do it. You've, you, you know, Lizzie'd want you to do it and you, you've got to go do it and blah, blah. So I'm thought, all right, okay, I've got, she's sat in chapel at a restaurant corner. I've got this nightclub open that I've been working for months towards with Lizzie and stuff like that. And I'm stood in a suit and um, there's people coming up, queuing up saying, oh, getting in. And then it, some, some girls came up to me and like, they said something like, oh, oh you're fit. have you got a girlfriend? And my head just fell off because I didn't know what to say. I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I did. And, yeah. But she was sat on, and I was like, so I just walked in and I just um, I said to my partner, I said, look, I can't do this. And then ended up going on a, a bender for like a year, full bender. But I still had Deacon at home. And the way I was escaping uh, what had happened is by just being pissed all the time. You know, like, because once I felt pissed, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about it. But then when I'd go home and I had the heaviest come down and then I had Deacon with me all week, I'd, I'd like, I'd walk out that room to cry while Deacon were there. Yeah. So, so he didn't see, do you know what I mean? So the first seven years were just, to me, was just like a mad blur because I had all these parties going on, all this stuff that I had to keep face for. I had to be there, I had to keep going. And I didn't stop working because I didn't want to slow down and stop, you know, because yeah. my head was just going to fall off. Um, so, you know, that sounds very deep and it's quite depressing. That lad, it's brilliant that you just opened yeah. up about that, to be honest, like, because a lot of people watching won't know none of that, lad, and they'll, yeah, they'll yeah, judge yeah. you differently. But I'm, and I'm, now they'll see that and they'll think a lot different. Yeah, yeah. I mean? Well, I, I, everyone goes through their own thing, don't they? And I'm not, you know, I I, am I, very open about everything that I speak about. Do you know what I mean? There's certain things that I, I think, oh, I can't say, oh, I can't say, but, you know, I've spoke about so many things, like the, the amount of stuff that's gone gone wild gone mad in my life bro i can sit here all day and tell you a million stories bro but at the same time i've had a million things go good you yeah. know what i mean i've got deacon i've got you know my family i've got an amazing business i've got my health i've got everything that's going on and you know but back to what i was saying the first seven years here was just manic so i'm making music i'm throwing parties i'm trying to get through everything that i'm going through um and then like uh what did i do I, um i bought my mum a restaurant so get this year so my mum were working um she got she got uh, laid off from a job, so she started working as a screw in Armley Nick, uh, in Armley Prison, and um, a lot of my pals were in there. So they're saying she, they're really getting on with my mum and stuff like that. And I've got a good friend of mine there. I won't mention his name, but he's saying, "Oh, your mum's in here." And I'm like, "Fuck sake. So I'm myself thinking yeah. everyone's sound with my mum, but it's only going to take one to be an. Yeah, you know what I mean? spot on there. So I'm myself, and my mum's got this job that she's really enjoying as well, and like, and it's giving her more. So I'm like, so I I got some dough together and I bought her a restaurant. Gone to town, got, really got this restaurant set up. I come, my mum's dad were Italian, so I thought well, I could dream of mine to have an Italian uh, restaurant. Everyone sat together, blah, blah, blah. First night I opened it, f chef got hit by a bus outside, bro. <laughs> You're messing. I swear to God, bro. You are swear, messing bro, me, bro, lad. Lad, you could not write bro, that, you know. I, bro, I said, and, I, and, I, and you couldn't write, he's going over the road to get some supplies from the, for the butchers that we were using um, for the launch night. And Bus was taking him out. He was fine. He, he, he was sweet, but he, he was he, fine. A bus, he, a bus <laughs> hit him, but he was fine. He, he's like, but he, I was saying, bro, I was saying, you're going to have to get Did in. Did he still get back in the kitchen? I was saying, you're going to have to get in kitchen. It's launch night, but, but bro, he <laughs> wasn't happy. And then after that, uh, it, it just went down. It was a bad money pit, mate. Um, loads of stuff happened. Like I had, a, an, I got another chef who uh, at Christmas went and ordered 40 turkeys or whatever it was. A, a, a kid from a chef from Scotland ordered 40 turkeys on 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 mace on credit, and then uh, off went and sold them at local pub and went back to Scotland. So I was sat with a big bill and no turkeys with credit, bro. It just went so that went. I got bankrupt with that. 
you know, so I had to sell wow. my car and everything. I had me and Deacon were living in a, a spare room at my dad's at Christmas on a blow up bed. Bro, I could tell you story after story, like, um, but then again, I can tell you stories where, you know, I've had amazing, amazing times. I've took my family to, you know, I've surprised my family with holidays to Florida. I've taken Deacon to Thailand twice with nah, me. Nah, but lad, everyone always sees all that, lad, know what I mean? Yeah. No one understands, yeah. like, the deep meaning of all the other stuff behind it, what you've been through, know what I mean? And yeah, it's always yeah, better yeah. to talk about that because people think... People see you and just yeah. think, God, oh, he's got the life, he's this and that. That's it, but they yeah. don't know the hard times that people go through. Bro, know what I, I mean? I, I, bro, pressure makes diamonds, don't it? You know, bro, like, f me. I mean, last time I seen you, and this is why I always get like, when I'm, every time I say, I'm like, look at you now, because you, you, <laughs> your shape's completely different. Yeah. You're chiseled to f you've got no fat on you. And obviously you're in warrior mode. And like, the size you get to when you're off and then you come on, it's just pure focus, mate. I just brought you a load of Cinnabons down here thinking to take piss and then you looked at me I thought he's going to yeah. end up getting me in a triangle. Not bad, just walked. <laughs> Not bad, he has just walked in with six Cinnabons, lad. I've actually never had a Cinnabon either. Oh, you know what I mean? Well. I've never had one. No. And he's just walked in with a box of six of them <laughs> looking at them like <laughs> I, I, I feel awful now because I thought oh, when you come to Argos and, we, and I've seen you eat like a you lad, that's all we need to talk about. We need to talk bro. about the restaurant, lad. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah well, you've if you're from Leeds, already, bro. if you're from Leeds and you haven't been to Zanetti's restaurant, you haven't got a clue what you're doing. Trust me, yeah, yeah. Simple as that. I'm gonna use that as a chop away and just put it lad, on my do it. Instagram. Lad, if you're from Leeds, says so, lad, if you're from Leeds or Halifax or anything by there, lad, <laughs> anything by there, and you haven't been there, you haven't got a clue about food. Trust me, bro. Oh, I mean. No, that's the thing. Like the f all right. So play. And even that, what is it? What you do, lad? Salt and pepper cauliflower. The yeah, uh, the baddest, lad. bro. It's proper, isn't it? Salt and yeah, pepper cauliflower is proper he, heavy. When he came to our restaurant playroom, yeah, he. Nearly put us out of business, mate. He would not, he would not stop eating. I'm like, All right, boys, let's really look after Paddy tonight, blah, blah, blah. You know, get him. So we're bringing out banquets and feasts and steaks. And I'm like, and he's like, he didn't even touch sides. He's like, get us a load of more. I'm like, I keep filling up. Keep. I'm thinking we're going to fill him up. You won't fill up, bro. And, and then I think I had like three desserts. But it were quality. But that's the thing, like, so a playroom is, it's a dance and dine concept. So you can order a steak at midnight with someone dancing on your table. And there's a brilliant party, so much entertainment, all these dancers and, you know, everything that's going on in there. But the main thing, like what people don't know, the food is actually unreal. Lad, the food. The food is Hot unreal. Nuts, lad. That's what I'm saying. So, oh, I'm going to go on about it on here because it's a big selling point for us playroom. <laughs> but, but no, but it is, it is, it is proper. So, you know, you heard it from Paddy. It there. is, lad. Like, as I say, I've been there now three or four times, lad, and every yeah. single time yeah, I, yeah. I stuff my face, lad. <laughs> yeah, you do, yeah. so, remember there was one time I came when I was actually on a diet. I was like five, yeah. six weeks out yeah. from a yeah, bite yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm not going to eat that much tonight. I'm not going to eat that much, lad. It, when everything was just there in front of me, it was getting walloped. No, but I, I think mean? didn't you do Them little like, lamb chops. Yeah, that. that's what I'm going to say. You did no carbs. I think yeah. you just must have put a under lamb chops. A major was, yeah. <laughs> pure lamb chops. Yeah, yeah. Pure steak, you know what I mean? It was all the chicken and that. Got a big party there this weekend. We've got Lineker, aren't we? Boy, you got Lineker down. Ah, brother Lineker, yeah, he's coming down. <laughs> We've got um, all the, you know, that, I was on that TV show that celebs go dating. Yeah. And um, Lineker's a good friend of mine, do you know what I mean? He gets really, really bad press online and stuff like that. And it's hard, it's, it's bad to see because he's a f proper nice fella. Like, he does everything for everyone. Breaks his back to look after people, do you know what I mean? And he's such a f funny, uh, clever guy. And it's like... Uh, yeah, I spent a month with him in that in that house where I were in that celebs go dating thing. I can remember that to be honest. That was before oh, I even knew you. Yeah, my beard, yeah. beard was watching that. You yeah. know what beards are like, lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laura yeah, was watching it. that celeb go dating. It would call it. I'd never done all that before. I'll be honest, lad. I don't watch oh, nothing yeah, like yeah. that. Me, lad. I'd never seen it. Yeah. I'd never seen. I'd never seen Love Island. I got I got invited to go and DJ on that. So while I was on a tour, I was going from Ibiza to Mallorca to uh, to Greece to wherever. Uh, someone said, oh, you're going to go DJ on Love Island. I'd never watched it genuinely. Yeah. So, because um, I was on tour as well. Anyway, I just know, how can I see it? I'm going to a different place every night. And we ended up landed in Mallorca, took us to the, the villa, and then doing a set in, <laughs> in villa. And then, again, the next morning I was on G GMTV. Um, and then, but with the Celebs Go Dating thing, I'd never seen it before. But I was in, this is, I, and I get offered stuff all the time, you know, to, to, for TV stuff. I said, I'd never do it. I'll never do a dating show. I'll never do anything like that. It wasn't really my thing. Not that I got out against it. Yeah. You know, let people do whatever they want. But I just never thought it'd be my thing. So it's difficult difficult to mix it with music and, you know, and whatever. But I, I was sat, it was lockdown. There were me and Deacon going through lockdown. I think we'd done, what was it? A year of lockdown or something mental. And I got this FaceTime and um, Emma, 
uh, the agent, she said, oh, right, so we've got this show. They've got a 30 million pound mansion. It's going to be full of all celebrities and crazy random characters. They're going to throw a load of birds in there that you've got to date every day. Um, and it's going to be one big party for a month. And you're going to get paid a big lump of dough for it. And I looked at Deacon and he went, Dad, you better do that show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just think you're doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. that. So I went, all right. It signed me up on there and that was it. But obviously I went through, I, I asked Deacon first, I said, Deacon, looked at him and he went, if you don't, I will sort of feed you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and listen, it was absolutely amazing. I loved every minute of it. it was a, you weren't allowed any phones, you weren't no in, uh, contact with the outside world, maybe like a, a phone call a week, whatever. Yeah. You're meeting all these different people that you'd never met before and you've got to genuinely have a, you've got to have a communication with them, you've got to have a laugh with them. Yeah. You, you ain't got your car just, it, there's no phones, no no, no TVs. Um, so I really got on with Wayne. I've known Wayne for years anyway, but I really got on with him. It, it, I seen a different side of him and, and I actually seen him at some point getting quite upset, you know, about the stuff that he did, the, 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 he gets online about, the, you know, bad, bad stuff that gets said to him and it's just, it's horrible to see, do you know what I mean? Because he's it, it, not, it's not, he don't deserve it. You know what I mean, he's, good, he's a good guy, do you know what I mean? But he's coming down on a Saturday, come and swipe out birds. <laughs> After saying all that, he'll come and swipe out birds and then, uh, yeah, come be a big party on Saturday. So obviously, you're in, you're in camp, but uh, maybe you can have one of them little cine buns and treat yourself. <laughs> nah, not, lad. I reckon there's about 980 calories in one of them, lad. You know what yeah, I mean? That's like two thirds of my calories that I can eat in a day. I've come down here, he looks like he's got a body of armour on you. He's been training. And I've actually got abs again. Yeah, he looks like I've actually got abs again, Look lad. It's that. mad. He's got a body I'd rather of armor not have on. them, though. I'd rather have a gut hanging over. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I'd well rather have a big I just brought gut. him 10 cine buns to feast on. He just looked at me like that. I said, I don't even look at him for it. We're going to. Get me an headlock. That John Whip one out and started eating it. Lad, I looked at him and went, hey. Oh, boys, hey, right. lad, yeah, I looked at him and went, hey, it says on the box, better to heat up, you know, John. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that needs warming up, lad. Don't just yeah. eat in a cold, you mad bastard. Big pony Montana. Uh, yeah. squatting <laughs> yeah, but yeah, obviously, we got up to before where you're, um, you said you didn't get signed till you're like 24. So what was the first record label at Santa? How did that come about? So uh, I was throwing parties um, and I was for one particular party was called Insomni Fest uh, and it was a big daytime festival that we did in Leeds uh, and it was every year, every bank holiday, massive party, 4,000 people in the daytime on an industrial estate. So you had all different parties on one industrial estate. So you had a big basement rave with big turbines at bottom, really low ceilings. Sick, like, different music and stuff like that in each different room. Sick, uh, industrial tech music downstairs. You'd have a big outdoor marquee that were playing you know, a house, quite a commercial house and, yeah. and you know, stuff like that. But then you had a warehouse on the same complex that were playing Deep House and Bassline and a mixture of everything. You had 90s classics in the front bar. Sick party, a really, really good party. And uh, it's all that every time. And uh, my manager, um, I say my manager, my partner, one of my best friends, Gov, he, he, he came, he'd heard about this party and he come. And uh, the music that I'd already had had been out for years. I've been putting music out. And he said, Tom, I want to manage you. I want to, I've seen these parties. I've seen what you're doing. I've heard your music and I want to manage you. I want to do something with you. And I'd heard it a million times. Everyone says, Tom, I want to manage I want to get you signed. Everyone like, sells you the dream, yeah. don't they? So I'm like, all right, no problem. Do what you can, bro. <laughs> yeah, let's, do it. let's go have a drink. Took him out, party, had a crack. Really got on with him, had a great crack. Uh, he's gone away and then like, um, well, how did it go now? He's come back with, um, he said, right, I've got you a, a deal. Uh, for a song called Darling, what I've done with a kid called Lorenzo, Chris Lorenzo, a very good friend of mine. He's um, a DJ, isn't he? Yes, yeah, sick, bro. Yeah, good I've, good I've friend of mine. Listen to his tune, G's going, I'd be for that. Oh, he's the They're best. Like well, I'm off to LA, I'm, I'm, off to LA in January to, to, to make some more music with him. He's unbelievable. Mate, he's a proper genius, bro. Yeah. He once made like 200 songs in 200 days, just sat in his garage at home in Birmingham. He was sat, I went garage with him. He didn't even have a studio. And now he's, a on, he, he's got a great story as well. But um, so, Gov's come back and he said... Uh, I managed to squeeze you this deal. They want to sign Tom's and Eddie Darling um, uh, for 1,200 quid or something like that for a publishing deal. He's come back and I'm buzzing my head off. I thought, me and my first record deal, I didn't care that it was 1,200 quid or whatever. I've, You'd actually you know, got a time, record I, deal. I was like buzzing, my song's going to go on radio. It's been out, this song had already been out for four years, circulating around everywhere. It was, it was banging off. So I'm buzzing. So Gov's pulled it off. I'm like, this is amazing. Uh, three months have gone by. I'm like, oh, wow, well, when are we going to you know, sign this thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, six months have gone by. Are we going to sign this deal or what? And then it's come up to 18 months and notes happened. And I'm freaking, and I'm getting stressed now because I'm really excited. And for months, yeah. I'm trying to be positive, I'm buzzing. And note happened and I, and I messaged Governor. I remember I was sat in, I think I was in Dubai. And, uh, and, and I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, what's going on here, bro? You know, are we doing this or what? And um, 
he said, Tom, you're just going to have to be patient, mate. Just be patient. And uh, and I remember him saying, be patient. So I'm thinking, that. <laughs> I've got home here yeah, and I've gone straight to London and I've gone outside the offices for the record label. Yeah, get this, there's no word of a lie. He'll vouch for it. He could probably tell you this story before I finish my sentence. I've gone, flown back to London uh, after this little holiday that I've taken and um, gone outside the, the label itself. And I've rang over, I said, look, they're taking peace. They said they're going to do this, they're going to do that. I've gone back and forth. I'm going to walk in now and ask for someone saw this guy. I'm going to go in and I'm going to say, look, I'm here, let's sign it, let's do it. And I was about to knock on the door, walk in uh, to this label and Gov went, Tom, we've just got another deal through. So I'm like, what? He went, we've just got another deal's come through now. Um, so that weekend when I was in Dubai, DJ Target, or was it Cameo? That, Target played Darling on radio, played on Radio 1. Uh, I didn't know because I was away. And Target, uh, they put it on and they said it was the biggest response I've ever had from a tune. Um, got so at that time and said, oh, we want to sign it. We want to get it signed to Sony Columbia um, on Pitched Up, a record label. But I didn't know any of this. I've just flown straight back to London and said, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to go see this guy and see what the crack is and see for myself. That's what, that's the way I am. I'll yeah. just go get stuck in. And uh, he went, no, Tom, don't go in there. We've got a, we've got this deal. So next minute he's come back and we've got another deal from Pitched Up for uh, three singles and an album um, with Universal Publishing. And... Um, I don't know, what can I say about this deal? <laughs> so, like, uh, again, it wasn't it wasn't the best deal, but it was something a lot better than what I'd been, oh, and there were, I, I, do you know what it is? I just said, just, I said, let's go. But it was, that, it was just mad, it was like kind of magic. I was about to walk in and he genuinely rang me. As I was about to walk, he said, Gov, I'm outside here. What what you ringing me for? I'm going to walk in now. And he went, no, don't go in because we've just got this come through. So I'm like, no, so then we've gone through that. Ended up signing that uh, with Target and pitched up, and then they, um, we, then uh, Darling did really well, and then we put a song called "You Want Me Out" for the second release that had been out for five years already, uh, but it came out, got on a big, uh, on a mainstream platform on the radio, went f rocketed, done really well, it's done 100 million views on YouTube and. Spotify and all that. I don't even have my Spotify password. I don't even know what, or what I've got on there. I, I've never, I've never even looked at it once. I didn't even know I had how many. YouTube subscribers because I, I I just try and just crack on, do you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it's just done really well, bro. And um, I don't know where I'm going with What's that. What's it like writing a song, lad? How long does that take? Let me tell you something now. Yeah, the best songs you'll make take an hour to write. Yeah. You know what I mean? The ones like, you know when you, you're in the gym and you'll just probably go and you'll have a good day and you're just flowing and you'll get, you'll get through yeah. a session and you just flow and everything's right. That's, that's the, that's the, winning session the other ones you got to work hard for but sometimes you get, I'll get a studio and I'll write a song that takes an hour and like didn't know I'd done a song recently that's done really well as well um, and that took me an hour to write my cousin Sammy made the beat um, I wrote a song and it took us an hour literally and that's the one that flew uh, Darling took me 10 minutes to, to, to write obviously it says 10 minutes in an hour but there's a lot more work that goes into it I organise all my own videos I organise all my own promo I organise pretty much everything um, we do it all but studio time it, they're the ones that go because they come natural they just flow yeah. the ones that you've got to sit and work at and thingy for ages I feel like <clears throat> don't get me wrong for some people they'll go but some people it, for me they don't the ones that I enjoy doing and I'm thinking hey, this is buzzing yeah. I've got a beat in my head and it's just coming natural that's when it just it, I know I'll put it out and I know people are going to like it you know what I mean a lot of the stuff that I've made over the years it's not my stuff it's stuff that I've made for a label yeah. or it's stuff that I've made it's not I'm, I'll show you some tunes now that you, I know for a fact you'll f buzz off because you love proper house music and stuff like that yeah. the stuff that you've heard that I might have done uh, over the, these years bar one or two it, it's not really your bag or it might not be many people's because I'm trying to be commercial I'm just I'd say it's, that's the commercial side of yeah. things don't when you're with a label you're half need to be a little get, bit commercial on this new it? label deal what I'm looking at now and I can start doing my own thing I've got my own record label now so I can start putting out my own music for my own thing and it's stuff that I enjoy listening to stuff that I that I know you'd enjoy listening yeah. to like stuff that you got a Sankey's in 2018 and a beef and it's just pumping tech groovy house really nice vocals and you won't hear me all over it going blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I mean lad if you're writing songs don't want 10 minutes lad you are talented <laughs> as you know bro, know what I, mean? bro I write a song a day don't I? I send this I send this a song every day lad mostly, that's heavy mostly rhyming and calling him and <laughs> okay alright tiny okay but yeah man it's uh, it, but it, it's like it's like you bro again like it's just it's just who you are, isn't it? Yeah. And I've done it since I was a kid. I was writing poems when I was a kid. It's That's safe though, because obviously you can go back to that and be like, 
this comes from writing poems as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny, lad, I've mentioned it a few times on a few mm-hmm. of your podcasts. Years ago, lad, I... I sang at the school talent show yeah. in front of like everyone, lad. <laughs> what I mean? did you um, <laughs> four, In year four, I sang Where Is The Love by Black Heart Peace. <laughs> and in year six, I sang I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy. That's fucking, that's Fair a sick tune as well. Yeah, yeah two very good songs yeah, there, bro. Two very good songs, lad. Good song. hey, but, Are you going to uh, give us a little rendition now, bro? Come on, first time playing the band, <laughs> singing live. Concerts and everything. Lad, I always say, lad, like, obviously I fight in front of thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. But, like, getting on stage with a mic and singing and talking in front of thousands of people is a different yeah, kettle yeah, of fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Different. Yeah. Like, you've got some balls, you know, lad. I mean, I, I'd say the complete opposite. I think you going and fighting <laughs> for a thousand of people and getting... I think that's different. I, you know, it's it's just what it's what's in you, in it. It's that's you yeah. that it's in your blood, bro. It's right. in my blood. My dad was a DJ, and I used to listen to music. My my mum would listen to Motown, and 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 my dad listened to reggae and all these different kind of songs. I've grown up my Italian granddad. It'd be it'd be the um, uh, what's it called that for the uh, I can't believe my mind keeps going blank. Um, I associate the, the, Italians like opera, the opera blind, music, the blind like, opera like I can't, believe I, and I can't believe I can't remember his name. One of you must know it. But Andrea Bocelli. So yeah. I listened to Andrea Bocelli, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, all that kind of stuff. But then my dad's side were Irish. So I've all this so big, big eclectic sound yeah. in my household growing up. And I was writing, and then as I got a bit older and got a feel for this baseline music, that was it. I was just loving house music. I loved it. I love rap music. I got my first, I remember getting the first Eminem and Slim Shady albums when I was like a, a tiny kid and just blaring his music out my windows. <laughs> you know, so it all just comes together and it just, <clears throat> you know, it all fits in, doesn't it? Yeah, mm, so. but like as, as I say, like, like I perform for a, to a crowd, and like I always say, it, there's there's no feeling like it is there. Yeah, no, like, no, there no, literally no, no, is no feeling like yeah. it. I the only thing I can describe to like getting me hand raised in a fight, I've said it plenty of times on the podcast, would be like having a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's fair. no euphoria like it. But I've seen, I've been and watched your fights, bro. I've been, I've sat with your family, I've sat with our our, our boys over there, I've yeah. sat and watched. And when, when you get in that ring, there's only you in that ring, bro. I don't, you know, I'm only seeing you, you, it's like, I can't explain it. It's like you're in that ring and it's yours, bro. Like I can just see it in your eyes. I was saying to you when I messaged you the other day, saying, send me that video where you, you're dancing, yeah. up, you're dancing <laughs> up to the ring and then having a laugh with everyone. And then as soon as you get in, boom, you just turn into killer mode and it's like, me so I don't even, do once you're in that ring, do you even notice that there's other people there or do you just see what you're going to do? I have to, I go on like, well, as you say, straight into when I'm in there, lad, it's like, I know for a fact that yeah. everyone else is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't affect anything what's happening. Yeah, know that's what, I mean? what I'm saying, yeah. I've got to worry about that fella trying to smash me head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know what I mean? And that's different to yeah. me being on stage. I've got to worry <laughs> that's about That's what I mean, though. Yeah. I don't have to worry about yeah. everyone else. I'm like, bro, I've got to worry about you, lad. You're going to try and snap my jaw. Fuck where you've got to worry know. about entertaining everyone. I've got to worry everyone. about Bird's knickers being thrown at me and all that. <laughs> Dodging knickers, yeah. lad. And he's got, yeah, different kettle all together, bro. So, yeah, he's... <laughs> But no, honestly, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you're in there, I just seen you. I didn't think anyone around you. You've got, what, how many were at that last fight that we came to? Uh, uh, was, the old two, it's about 16, foul, 17, 18,000. Thousands like that, of people all zoned in on you, your every movement. That's that's what's different. Every single movement is zoned in. And, you know, I just, it's just amazing to watch, bro. It really is. It's it's sick, bro. I, I love it, lad. But so do you, you know what I mean? You're brilliant for the crowd, lad. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. the crowd going, lad. Cheers, you know bro. what I mean? You've been... Like you've been like beef lately, haven't you? As you say, you made it Wayne and that now. You've been doing ocean and all stuff like that, haven't you? Bro, I, I would do I've been doing a beef for ten years, bro. I, <clears throat> I'd once done sixteen shows in a in a year in a beef. I was doing I remember doing the old Sankeys. Yeah. I used to go to Sankeys every Thursday and like, it was Tom's and Eddie's party every Thursday at Sankeys. I was fucking sick. I I I love like a, a beef. I've been there for years, but I've been, you know, lucky enough to play at Ushwire. Um where did we where did we play this year? Obviously, we're, we're uh, at Ocean. You're not allowed. The funny story about Ocean. You're not allowed on mic. Yeah. So so get this right. Yeah. You're not allowed on the mic. So get this yeah, Right. So uh, they. That's book, new. I never knew that. That's so, a mad one. That you're not allowed so they, on the mic. So they book because of Spanish law or something. Like, I don't know if it's changed now, but was it last year or a couple of years ago? The book the book me to play Ocean, Wayne and Tony and all oh, boys. <clears throat> so and I've got on. I've gone on. I've picked Michael by. I was uh, going, started going scatty. Next minute, this big Russian bouncer ran over, grabbed me, ragged me off at decks, and started pulling me along to pull me in the back room you know, to give me an ID. I said, hey, What's going on here? And then uh, Tony ran over, went, No, 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 he's all right. He, he's the DJ. And he went, He's on the mic, he's shouting, fuck everyone, and all that. I went, Whoa. So I've been booked to do this, bro. And he was going to take me in and film me in it back. Genuinely. I'm getting paid for this, you yeah, mad bastard. What are you? 
No, I can be in the back say, You're not allowed up mic, but I don't think Tony knew that when I, part of my set is getting yeah. up mic and hyping the crowd up. So he thought I was going to come and, and and play, but my set is very energetic. I'm jumping all over the crowd and I'm on yeah. s- people's shoulders and getting f- naked and all that. <laughs> so it's different, it's different altogether. It must be sick for you though, because you've like seen the rise of like house music and like EDM, where obviously when I was a kid, it was just there, basically, you know what I mean? There yeah, was, yeah. You've seen it all, lad. You've seen like trance go into, and as you say, all the garage and stuff like that. What's yeah. that like, lad? I suppose, yeah. Like back in the day when when it first started, I I even st- I, I used to listen. Well, so I it first was like, ha- remember happy hardcore music? I don't know yeah. if you remember. That. And I'm talking when I was. I only 11. know that because of my sister, lad. My sister's it, yeah. like eleven years old. But I'm talking me. when I was eleven. I'm talking how many years ago and then when I got onto Bassline it was Bassline obviously you know as I got a few years older then I really started like enjoying like disco and proper house music groovy house music and I'm going to show you some tracks that I know you're going to love bro and um, you know but yeah the bass just everything comes round and goes Garage were massive back then it come round back again it's massive then it'll go then it'll come back same with everything else like music it's just it'll keep keep cycling because it's something that our parents would have listened to like, you know, there's 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 some of my favourite tracks now got made in f- nearly 40 years ago. Yeah. In the 90s. Is it is 40 years ago? No, no, 30, 30 years ago, my bad, yeah. Um, but some of my favourite tracks are from, from 90s and you wouldn't even think that they were made 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's mad and they'll come back around and they're still mad. Like MK Burning, for instance. Yeah. Burning for That's you. That's a banger. That's a banger. And that was made f- 25, 28 years ago. How long ago that was made? Bro, I think I'm pretty much. I did not know that. Night, night callers, all, all, all these, all these tunes are so, so many tracks they were made then, and they've come back round. And that one, that one that I think that I love that I think it was made before I was born. I'd set you free. Yeah, set you free. That one, is that, I think sure that was made in the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that alternate? That one? yeah, I think so. Only yeah. love can set you free. That yeah, one, lad, yeah. I listen to that every now and then, lad. I'm sure that was made in the that's early nineties. That's the thing. That's why. Do you know what I hate? I hate when music's kind of like um, pigeonholed, and I hate when there's yeah. certain people who are in a group and they think that their music's cooler than other people's music, and they look down the nose at people who like that type of music, mate. Music's for everyone, bro. It's universal. It's for everyone, and it all goes round. It all comes back, and everyone gets a feeling from music. And I would never look. If someone showed me a song like that they liked and that want my bag, I never think, "Oh f- me, what are you listening to that for?" I just think, "Oh, that's your thing, mate." I won't give a f- if someone were wearing a f- a pink wig and f- whatever, and they're, and they're in a party, you know, dressed in. F- a geezer just as a woman it's like I love people like that bro yeah. I love people who express express themselves express how they are I, I, they're my favourite people do you know what I mean so music's for everyone man and it's... they're the best type of people lad, that don't give off what yeah, anyone thinks me. of them lad. that's, 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 that's the best type say, of yeah. person lad. Yeah, you know what I mean? people who aren't arsed what other people think <laughs> that, about them that's what I'm trying to say bro. And that's, that's why I think Leeds that's why we good. do well lad yeah, you yeah. don't give a f- what anyone yeah. behind that camera thinks yeah, of us yeah, yeah, just me people will comment chat and all sorts yeah. And me and you on this, yeah. and we'll just laugh at it. Yeah, 100%. We'll we're laugh. in a better position than they'll we'll just laugh be. to the bank, bro. That's it, lad. <laughs> that's you know it. what I mean? That's Keep it. hating, lad. Because as long as you hate, lad, we're getting paid. <laughs> yeah, just uh, it. Gang of sausages. But, lad, know what we've spoke about music and that? I need to talk about the boxing with you, lad, don't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Can't yeah. not talk yeah, about that, that lad. Yeah. Tell everyone, lad, you were obviously, you were meant to, you were meant to box a couple of weeks ago, weren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do you know what? I was meant to box last October, actually. Um, and it's happened three times. I've had three opponents and three of them have pulled out in the, in a day or two before the fight. And I've trained my back out, you know, obviously, not at your level, but I'm f- training. Boxing is... Oh, and I saw the first videos of you on the pads and then yeah. I saw the ones where, like, a few days before your fight with Tony had sent me and yeah. the, the level of difference, that it was... It was very good, lad. I've got a great train. I've been fighting for years, you know what I mean? I was tie boxing for years and stuff like that. Um, and again, like coming from a similar place, fighting just a normal thing. I've got a brother who's like my twin. There's only 11 months twins. We fought all his life, punching each, broke, broke each other's noses. We're fighting. I used to fight as a kid just for, it's just something that we used to do from where we're from. So I've always fought. And that's the silly thing when people say they used to fight in the street or whatever. Like, go, he'll vouch for you. I had a million fights, not a million fights, but I had a lot of fights. But that's nothing compared to when you get in a ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? A, a fight in the street lasts 30 seconds or if that. But when you get into a ring and you've got to pick your punches and you've got to work out what's going on and hold your breath, you know, keep get through your rounds. F- me. It's different altogether. So I've been tie boxing for quite a few years, but 
have to again switch to boxing, which is completely different. It's, yeah. You don't know how different it is. Like I when I first started, I was walking towards, like facing front. Yeah. And he's and I, had my, I, had, I had my elbows up and he's saying, "What are you doing?" And now I've got to change everything up. So, but I, but when I do it, I take it very seriously. Like you know, you, you can't. What when you said before you were doing MMA and doing all of the parties and all that, you can't do it. No, you can't. Not in that game what you're in, in, in fighting, you cannot do it because you have to focus because it's not, they say, uh, it's not a game and it ain't a game you can't play boxing, bro. It's not allowed you Because if you, if you f*** around, you're going to get your head kicked in and then it hurts. Sparring hurts. When you get punched, I've had my nose broke a few times and it's sparring, I've done it and, 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 it, and, it, and it stings, you know what I mean? <laughs> it does, lad, you're not wrong, <laughs> yeah, it stings, When bro. you get something, when it, like, yeah, I've had such wood, like, such wood, but I've I've not well, I think I have broke my nose, like, but Teddy Violet, I think, broke my nose a French fighter. <laughs> you, ne- you never ago. broke your nose. Uh, I think he did, like, that because I've, I've got a deviated septum now, but I never went and got it reset or looked at or nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of the only fights I've ever been rocked in, lad. Give him his due, he could bang, lad, and yeah, he hit yeah. me with the right hand left hook, I think it was. And I never forget it, lad, because people think I've been rocked in the UFC. I was talking Sony about this yesterday, lad. People think I've been rocked in the UFC, lad. I haven't. If yeah. you want to see me get rocked, go and watch me fight Stephen Martin, where he actually he knocks me out and wakes me back up. Can he I hits me man? with a right hand, and I'm going down unconscious, and he hits me with a left hook and wakes Space. me back up. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I end up finishing him at the end of that round. Sick. And that's happened other... to uh, Mickey Ward in uh, yeah. That's it, yeah, and yeah. then the other one. Teddy Violet lad in the first round I backed up against the cage and he just stepped in and whacked me right down the middle yeah. and I like done a little squat against the cage you know what I mean yeah, yeah, and yeah, I had yeah. to shoot in underneath there was just claret everywhere <laughs> blood everywhere so, lad that's what I and I'll like. never forget that one because I walked out the cage after it and turned to me beard and went what round did I finish him in? You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I never ever got my nose looked at, lad. But the I next day I had two that. big shiners. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. still to this day I can't breathe properly out of my nose. Well, I probably should have got it looked at, but okay. ah, well. Animal mode, innit? But I tell you what, lucky for you, I've had mine broken about eight times, bro. It f***ing stings. I remember the first time I had a spa, um, a proper spa, like I've been training for weeks and I've got, they've got a kid in from another gym. And 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 I'm and I think it went in like second round and I'm I'm really getting better of him. To be honest, I'll be quite, you know, I'm quite I won't say I'm I i do not want to be arrogant, but I'm quite good, you know what I mean? You'll see when I come down. Lad, you gotta believe you'll, yourself, you'll see when I come and train with you. <laughs> Lad, you <laughs> need to come down in that little session in that we need to. I've seen you do ten marines in one round <laughs> But yeah, no, and, and um first time I, um you want know, the first time that I got it Brock, so I got Brock years ago. Um when I was about eighteen. But the first time I got it Brock in sparring, it's smacked me straight down pipe. Bust it everywhere. It just, like, it just pops on it. Yeah. I started watering and I just had to like, then it just sent me on a mad one. Then I just like, not even combos, going bam, 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 just running and started punching yeah. him with my thing. And then I put him away in second, like, it, it, it stopped the stop the spa. But that that's like, it. Fo- but then that was sweet. I, I won that spa, I, blah, blah, blah. I put him away. I won't say once it's a spa, but then two days later, I've come in, I'm sparring another kid and this guy was a bare knuckle boxer. I'm training with some real... Wait there, you had your nose broken, you sparred two so, days later. Yeah, so get this. Like, Joe ran the f- bench, bro, you know what A few days later, I've gone, and I'm, and, and I'm thinking, they're saying, oh, I don't know, but I only had a few weeks left this fight. I took it on short notice. About, Still low, so lad. You don't f- spar two so, days after you've had your nose broken. So the first time... I'm round the bend yeah, and I wouldn't do that. Bro, the first time, it's it's uh, I didn't feel it. it. I just went on a mad one, started punching, and ended up uh, winning the spa, if you like. A few days later or whatever, when I've had this second spa, I'm with this bare-knuckle boxer. He didn't even have any head guard on or all that. I had my full thing on. I'm saying, let me use one of them where you cover my nose, please. You know what I've got? And they didn't have that f***s out. So what, what's happened this time, I didn't feel the first one. He just sent me on a mad one. This time, I, um, he's, I think he's giving me a body shot. I've gone down and he's gone straight up, uppercutting me straight in the nose again. And then I had to start like, me, that was it. Then I felt the pain then, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, because afterwards I couldn't even touch it. It was quite, you know, yeah. sore. But at the time it happened in the first one. Yeah, it when it sweet. happens the first time, like, the adrenaline's kicking. Yeah, you can't give a f. Because you've done it two days later. But then I went <sighs> back in and I got an uppercut off his kid, mate. And he, f- bro, then I was like, no, just give me a minute. Me and Kim like you are around the bench. Oh, I can't believe you sparred two days after I think I might have a video of that somewhere from the I old. need to see that video. That needs yeah. to get edited into this vlog, lad, yeah, if we can. Uh, yeah, Definitely. Yeah. I mean, this vlog, this yeah, podcast, lad. Got to touch on that mushroom the other week though. Chatting all shit in the press conference and ah, then bro. absolutely curry chip bound it. I'm just scared to fight the next day. Uh, let me tell you again. So this boxing what I'm doing, it's it's yeah, YouTube boxing. Don't get me wrong, there's some great kids and these some of these kids f- train 
hard, mate. They're good, yeah. they're good, they're good. Keep it to train hard. You know what I mean? Well, lad, obviously, push- people call this Jake Paul a YouTube boxer, but now, lad, he's a boxer because it, it, he's got that much money behind him that he trains like a professional boxer. You know what exactly. I mean? He gets the best coaches in, the there best you nutritionists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't really call him a YouTuber anymore, lad. You know what I mean? He actually yeah. does do, do oh, it full mate, time. The, the, the train, obviously, KSI. They train like animals, don't get me wrong. And majority of them do. But then you've got these kids now, it's the first fight. Uh, this will be my first fight on a on a you know proper platform and stuff like that and, 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 a, and a show. But they're coming in and because they're from social media, because they're from YouTube or whatever it is, they, they're good at talking shit behind a camera. Yeah. They're good at talking shit or calling people cunts and that behind a camera. But when it comes face, when it comes person to person and I'm ready to go because I, I couldn't give a about that but then their their ass falls out I've yeah. had three opponents now who've been on Instagram saying I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and blah 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 and then as soon as I'm in front of them they, they know it's real and then their ass falls out you're not behind the computer anymore yeah. now you're going to have a fight and it's going to it's, I'm going to do you I'm going to smash your head in but then until that point they think they're it, they think they're yeah, protected behind the computer so that's why it's a bit of a shame I've had three I've trained three for three people and each one of them have pulled out they were saying I'm the most feared uh, YouTuber <laughs> boxer <or> so I <laughs> so got a tweet uh, got a tweet but it's against people who've never had a fight it's against people I'm, who are used to glad f- you touched on the social mm. media thing though because like, literally I had that today you know what yeah. I mean? Some absolute yeah. mushroom. <laughs> I absolutely led at this kid because he was scared to fight one of the lads from our gym. Yeah. And one of his mates got involved. You know what I mean? Started chatting shit and he put, have the same energy, Sati. <sighs> so I've put, me have the same energy, Sati. Watch <laughs> when I see you on Sati oh at this show. God. You're getting backhanded, <laughs> you little mushroom. But that's the thing, like, you you, you can't now. You can't. You can't. Flat, you, I can't. You can't. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Trust me. He's getting yeah, slapped if I see that, this kid. Tony and I are going to have to get in between right. it because he, he's, he's going to get he's, one of them <laughs> right across the cheek, lad. <laughs> at this weigh-in tomorrow, I'm just going to say, where's your boys, lad? He said, give the energy Sati. Well, it's Friday now. I'm bringing the energy yeah. now. You know what I mean? What's happening? <laughs> It's going to be hilarious, lad, when I have his head up his ass, lad. Oh, what, what is I mean? this? The kid, it's not the kid you're fighting, is it? No, it's not the kid I'm oh, fighting. Yeah, yeah. My mates are fighting so yeah, on yeah, Saturday, yeah, lad, yeah, yeah, the way yeah, yeah. in the morning. And they're getting And this kid, this kid got offered my mates who no one had fight, and he said, no, no, I want a warm-up fight. And he took a fight against someone else from my gym. Oh, is he? Yeah. So he's basically disrespected. Saying I'll take the fights against him. Yeah, so yeah. I can't wait for Gittins to smash his head in and yeah, I'm going to yeah. run in the cage and just go yeah, to his yeah. corner. <laughs> you gang of maggots. <laughs> know what I mean? You've got another. That is proper. Oh, I didn't <laughs> I'm gonna have him on my shoulders. I'm gonna have him on my shoulders, just pointing at his fans like, ah, what now? What now? My man's that boy. You wanna be giving it all that? Yeah, all of that, lad. I'll be in the cage, just giving it a boogie, lad, like you on stage. He's the best ever, bro. You've got another one booked now, though, haven't you? So now I've got another one booked. So I, I, I spoke to Mams and the people who are operating this massive show. Like, bro, it's unbelievable like the shows that they're putting on like they're not doing it by half mate it's no, proper not. proper stuff you know like and I went to the last case I won it and I took it in that last fight in four or five weeks notice after I'd been on a 10 month bender mate I'd done 50 60 shows were it I'd been I know, lad, I'll be honest man obviously I look I at your insta lad you're in Marbella one day you're in Mallorca oh, the next man. day you're in Ibiza the next day I'm like oh, what, how many air miles does this oh I swear mate it's every every day and again I'll touch on that even that looks don't get me wrong I'm grateful I've got this work and I'm amazing yeah. to be on all these amazing shows but f*** me bro imagine like so <clears throat> before I was doing uh, it'd be like a beefer on a Monday uh, it'd be like 5 to 6 in the morning then I'd have to get to Greece but there will not be a, a direct flight I'd have to go via uh, Vienna and then end up landing in Greece at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, 10 o'clock at, uh, at night but I'd not slept at all because I didn't go to a flight till 10 o'clock yeah. in the morning then I'd have to go on set at 1 o'clock finish that then go then go back to Mallorca then go back to Greece and then it mate it's f- it's just bit, a lot of time it's just that's fight. it that's the side that people don't see of all the stuff we do oh, like man. people think oh you've got the life you've got this and that you don't know yeah. what it's like jump I'm mean, to get on a plane and then get on a train and then go somewhere else constantly this, constantly, constantly like, that's what I say with like fighting that's the side of, like your job like man's like the dieting and all the training you're doing like yeah, exactly, people don't yeah. see all that side They'll of things they never feel that until you no, do something and they can do it themselves do it, yeah. you, can't, you can't even comprehend it it's, it's hard but like like I've been to London twice this week it doesn't sound a lot from Leeds but I've got a million other things on and uh, um, but what I was saying is um, what was I saying where were we now the, it, what, we were 
I'm saying the, about um, the, the next the next scrap. The oh, next, yeah. so I took that last one in, in four weeks' time. The next one, these shows are massive. What the, the this outfit are doing, it's unbelievable. Like I went to the KSI one, and I seen it, and I, and I was literally having a party that night. I had a launch party in London for a, a new single, and I I was spinning on my head or having a party, and they said, "Fuck it, do you want to get on next one?" I'm like, "Fuck it, go on." They said, "When is it?" They said, "It's all. It's in four or five weeks." I was I, I completely out of shape of smoking twenty Benson and edges. <laughs> But I said, fuck it, I'll get in. So I went and I completely switched up. But like I said, I take it seriously. Once I get into that uh, that gym, you know, there's no other way. Like uh, the diet is completely on point. I'm training twice a day. I've got the art monitor. I'm, I'm getting fit. Uh, I'm learning all the time. And it's everything has got to be about that. But it, the, the past couple of camps that I've done, I've still been working. I've still been doing shows nearly every night and still having a training day, then getting back at car, go down to Portsmouth, other side of the country, do a show at two o'clock in the morning, then drive back and go to the gym, then go to Brighton and then go here. And then I'm like, hammered. So for this next one, I've got 10 weeks now. Uh, I'm going to cut off all, well, pretend, I've got shows every weekend, but I'm going to cut off work so I can concentrate and just fully just get, just get sick, mate. Just turn it yeah. into an animal that I've, I've got no other choice because next one's in Texas. In Texas, mate. Yeah, like yeah. I've never even had a fight, bro. <laughs> on a, on a show, I mean, Fighting in a big mad stadium in Texas. Texas yeah. Never fought before. Yeah, so, like, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm grateful. I'd probably end up fighting in front of more people than I've ever oh fought in front of. <laughs> Do you know this? This is like it's the thing. It's like um, the, what, what what I'm doing. Are there's people who've been fighting for years, who you know who haven't even got this opportunity to do. Who've been fighting and fighting in in boxing gyms and so like. My last fight, uh, I just give all my money away. I didn't. I didn't. I said from the beginning, I'm not gonna. I don't want any financial gain from this. It's a massive opportunity for me. I know I'm gonna get financial gain at some point. Yeah. I'm gonna get some amazing opportunities. I'm gonna go to the Texas to all these shows, meet all these people. I'm gonna get myself into shape, get my mind right again. I'm gonna be fit. I'm gonna be fit. So I, 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 I'm giving. I've given all my money away, bro. And I went. I went and visited um, a little Betsy. I don't know if you've seen a little girl called Betsy on Instagram. Yeah. I've been following her for a while. She's really such a sweet, positive, funny, hilarious girl. And she's 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 been uh, she's had an illness for a long time, and it's just horrible to see. So oh, we surprised her with a big lump of dough the other day. I've got a few other people that I'm going to be um, this weekend. That I'm going to see, and I'm not going to go into it too. Well, much, had this one come out for a while, lad. If you want to, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so when basically when I'm in this camp, yeah, I had a. Uh, the first one, uh, I, I had a bad flu, yeah. And I was saying to myself, like, I'm, I, there's a few things that are keeping me going within this, this car. I've got to go and train today. I'm, I'm dieting, I'm knackered, you know, as you yeah, And then I got a flu, but I still had to keep training. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, my great granddad, like, he got me through it thinking about it because he was in the war, do you know what I mean? And he got a medal in the war and Victoria Cross and all that. And, and I'm thinking, the, these guys, when they were in the trenches and they got a flu, they couldn't go yeah. home. They couldn't say, oh, I'm not coming today. They had to fight to the tooth and nail mate they had to fight so it's completely different again but that's what got me through I was thinking do you know what if he can do it I'm just going to keep fighting I'm going to go and spar I'm going to go down today I'm going to think of my granddad and what he had to do and what all, all these and it's Remembrance Day this weekend yeah. you know it's, it's, it, it, I think about stuff like that a lot do you know what I mean then there was um, three other people that were just on my mind all the time it was little Betsy Little girl, she had hair longer than yours, mate. Okay, <laughs> she had hair down to a bum, beautiful, beautiful, and and she's obviously she's got no hair now, and and she's she's really she. But every time you see her on Instagram, she's just smiling, mate. She's uh, lifts me up, mate. Every yeah. time I see, and I'm thinking she ain't got choice. She she don't have a choice to fight, but she's fighting every day. And I mean, so when I, I'm having to go and I'm having to train even a little bit you know, not in comparison to what you do but I'm still having to pick myself and go after I've done a short night before or whatever I'm thinking of Betsy I'm thinking of my granddad then I'm thinking when I was in Thailand with Deacon uh, earlier this year a kid who was only 15 called Danny Boy uh, he messaged me his dad messaged me saying oh Danny Boy he loves your music and all that yeah. um, and he's, he's, he's really ill and I'm, and I'm, bro, I've got emotional. I'm sat with Deacon and I'm looking at this kid who's a really cool, trendy kid and he's going through this thing and I'm thinking, me, it's not fair. So then I've spoke to him, I've gone down and seen him, took his family for for dinner, I had a little thing with them and I, re I talked to him all the time. He's coming to Playroom this weekend again. He's been nice. loads of time and I've got a gift for him as well from the fight, do you know what I mean? And then uh, again, Ashley Kane and his daughter, you know, uh, his little daughter died of, you know, uh, she was really ill. So I, I, all I'm saying is the... You know, I know that there's boxers and people like yourself who've fought for years and boxers that I know that fought for years and they aren't. Obviously you have, but there's certain other people and had these opportunities that I'm getting. So I'm very grateful, do you know what yeah. I mean? And for, so I said to myself, 
if I'm doing this, I, I, I know what it is and I'm going to, I want to help. I want to do it to help other people. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's, lad, that's a perfect thing to, to finish that bit on, to be honest, lad. That, that, that's boss, lad. You know, but like. I have a little last Paddy segment at the end, lad, where uh, yeah. we put on the YouTube, we yeah. let everyone know that you're going to come on. Yeah, and yeah. we get questions for you, lad. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. a few questions yeah. here. Yeah. Benjamin Johnson asks, who is the best rapper of all time? Eminem. Eminem, yeah. I think so, yeah. I, I, lad, I love Eminem. Like, as you say, I had all the CDs Not now, a kid. back in the day, yeah. it, it, you know, now, I, don't get me wrong, I love Drake and I love all these other rappers. I don't even like, really listen to many rappers nowadays, yeah, you know, apart no, from UK ones. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of, I love oh, that Central Sea, I think he's quality, you know, but uh, for me, he's got to be. He's up there, like, he's definitely be, in the soft league, Eminem. you'll never beat uh, the original at that time, the original Slim Shady, Shady LP, LP and the Marshall Mavis LP, when it first yeah. came out, and there was this white guy with blonde hair who come in and exploded all over America, and it was, mate, it was, and then the film, it, mate, I, I, I'll just say, I'm sorry, guys, but I, I think uh, Eminem. No, I, I reckon a lot of people will agree yeah, with you there, to be honest. Yeah. I've seen something the other day, like Lloyd Banks and that talking about it, saying yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. anyone that doesn't say Eminem's but the best rapper is racist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I've seen them saying that. that. That kid I was meant to be fighting, I compared him to Whoopi Goldberg because he had, he, had, <laughs> he was saying that I was racist, but he was saying all, it's just, it's, it's anyway, I'm not going to touch on that, but yeah. um, what was I going to say, but also I'm a massive fan of Biggie Smalls. Same, I love like, Biggie Smalls. If man. I had to pick between Biggie and Tupac, I'm picking Biggie all yeah, day, Yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, it's yeah, Biggie. Just day. because I love his, his Ready to Die albums. Yeah. And when I was, it, this is referring to back when I was a kid. This is what I used to listen to. I used like, to buzz off Tupac's it. got loads more albums and songs. Yeah, yeah. But them two albums, Biggie released, lad. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. could listen to both of them just yeah, on. I wouldn't yeah. skip a single song. And Tupac, you know, probably lyrically, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot better. But yeah, just it's them the beats with Biggie and that just, as well. He just gets you going. Bro. He does, lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But next one, Carla Madison. Could you please ask Tom if he intends to continue with the influencer boxing? Well, we've spoke about that. His thoughts on his last opponent pulling out and whether the effects of influ influencer boxing are more negative or positive in the fighting world. To be honest, uh, <clears throat> when it first started happening, and everyone was saying, "Oh, it's this." It's for boxing and blah 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 but when I went and seen it for myself and I seen I went to a stadium with thousands of thousands of people that would never go to a boxing match they went to go see the case I think and it's a it's opened a completely new demograph I think it's great for boxing I think it's showing because all these people that have never watched a boxing match in their life are going to start watching more now because they've seen these YouTubers doing it and yeah. they'll start watching other professional fighters doing it I think it's a great thing for boxing person yeah. at first everyone looks down it's off Blah blah blah, but I think it's I think I think it's a good thing, you know. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Next one, Matt Hunt asks for you both: Do you enjoy performing more, or being someone in the crowd, enjoying someone at a high level for perform? I'd rather be in the crowd watching a DJ or a singer, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I'd rather be in the cage, like oh, lad, I hate watching me mates fight, lad. You know what I mean? Yeah, when me mates yeah. are fighting, like yeah. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's on someone's back. Okay, you, know you mean, can't lad, even notice that. Because yeah. I, I yeah. can't control what's happening, but when I'm in the cage, I can control it, so I don't worry. You know yeah, yeah, mean? yeah, fair, yeah, yeah, sick. I like that, yeah. Uh, me, personally, f knows, but I love performing and uh, <laughs> and I just don't get a chance to go watch anyone else. I wish I did, but yeah. I, I'm not a chance <laughs> to... Busy, unless, unless it's you. you. <laughs> I'm not a chance to see anyone unless it's you. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen, uh, I seen... I took my son to see Eminem years ago at, v, uh, at Leeds... Uh, Leeds, Leeds Festival. Leeds Festival, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sick, yeah, next one. Krufi asks, what's Tom's favourite artist of all time? So not just rap. That's a hard one. There's that many different that, yeah. artists yeah, like, yeah, with yeah, that yeah. many different types of music. I reckon that's too hard nah, to answer. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't answer it, mate. I couldn't. Um, there's just too many. It depends on what you're feeling, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. BMO asks, what's your guys' favourite place you've visited so far? Any other place you guys would like to visit? Well, somewhere I'd like to visit we're usually just being like the Maldives probably will end up going over the next 12 months or mate, something but my yeah, favourite places are Thailand and San Diego lad yeah I was going to say yeah Thailand's up Thailand's there is my favourite place yeah, it's just different world it's just altogether. different lad the culture the I'm Buddhism going back and... in January lad I can't wait yeah it's quality it's it's my, my favourite place is Thailand I've always said that Thailand's my favourite place yeah. yeah yeah literally it's just good easy we got engaged there lad so the missus is like we're going back before yeah. we get married we're going yeah. back before Sick. we get married you know what I mean but you've definitely got that Maldives different Therefore. level obviously Thailand's a big big place I mean yeah. Maldives is literally I didn't realise until I got there it's just a few little islands in middle of the Indian Ocean like in the middle of nowhere <laughs> it's it's proper like it's paradise mate yeah, yeah it's mental definitely be going there like 
from Jay Presley, did Tom listen to 90s rap? Come on, lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think? <laughs> Come on. He's not a mushroom. I, I grew up on that you 90s grew up rap. on it, lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, I love it, bro. And then he had a last question from Tony. How many birds have you shagged? You know, <laughs> about a thousand. <laughs> about a thousand. No, 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 I don't know. Only uh, only one. The one, the one that I'm seeing now. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. Never been in anyone else. That's yeah, it. No, no, no. Oh, lad. This has been a belt, <laughs> no, though, lad. I that question. Yeah. Though, call it this, that. this has been a belt, though, lad. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know where'd you get your lamb chops from from Playroom lads and eat them yeah that's a good idea yeah. but um, lad obviously thank you for coming on tell everyone where to find you though lad your social media all that stuff yeah, yeah. Like, tell them about your boss I say thank you so much you for know that me, fella bro. tell them about the yeah, restaurant lad because yeah. the restaurant's heavy yeah. the restaurant's next level stuff lad tell <laughs> them lad even, I don't even need to tell them tell them where to find you and all your socials uh, and Tom's in ATZ on Instagram and um, uh, that's it I'm not asked search Watch, watch out on Paddy's stuff, man. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My man, lad. Thank, thank you very you so much, much for bro. coming on. Yes, yes. You know that. Anyway, that's it for another episode. I know you just loved it. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>